hello dearly beloved come on in well guys i don't want to waste any of your time um because that's just not that's just not something i want to do i think time is a precious commodity and it's something that you may you'll never get back time is one of those resources once you use it you know or if you miss it you miss it you don't get that back so I don't want to waste any of your time because I know it is a precious commodity. And so I'm grateful. Hello to all of you all that are um, chiming in. And um, I hope you guys are having a great day. Um, I want to take a few moments today and we're going to continue our conversation. I'm just making sure I have it all on all my platforms before, well, on my couple Facebook pages before I... Um, Start. So just give me one moment and we're going to go right into um, our our conversation. This is just going to be good. I've been enjoying this is our um, fourth uh, broadcast. It's hard to believe that it's been four weeks that we've been doing this, um, but we have and it's been going well. Um, I'm very excited. Hello, Chalina. It's good to have you on Dayton, Ohio in the house. If there's any other states outside of North Carolina or Virginia that are chimed in, let me know what state you're chiming in from. I would love to know that. Even if you're from Virginia or North Carolina, you can type that as well. But if you're, tell me what state you're, you are, you are watching from. That would be awesome. Let me know what state you are. Hey, hey. I'm seeing you guys are coming on in. Whoa. This is good numbers, good numbers for, for today. Yes, Damaris, you finally made it. Okay, awesome. Okay, Beatrice says she's chiming in from New Jersey. Awesome. It is so good to have you on. New Jersey's in the house. Ohio's in the house. Arizona's in the house. One of my favorite states. There are some wonderful people that I love that are there in the beautiful state of Arizona. It's good to have you on. VA is in the house. Hey, Corey. Oh, my goodness. Crystal, did, did you guys catch um, my impromptu broadcast on Sunday? Was it Sunday, Sunday night? Virginia's in the house. Virginia. Awesome. The broadcast on Sunday, if you've not seen the broadcast from Sunday, guys, please, when you get some time, go back and watch the broadcast. Let me tell you something. I've gotten so many testimonies. The rain is coming. The rain is coming is what we ended up dealing with. The rain is coming. And I have received so many testimonies of people that got healed from all kinds of things. Um, once they listened to the broadcast, there was an anointing for healing. And so several people got healed. Do you talk about depression, allergies, all kinds of stuff happened. You know, uh, people were being healed, uh, chronic pain. And so um, it, it is, thank you, Jelena. Um, it was absolutely, uh, it, it was impromptu. I was actually supposed to be a part of another broadcast and we couldn't get it together. And then he ended up going live on his page, fine, and letting other people come in, fine. And then I ended up doing my own and I'm so glad because God must have had something in mind because we were able um, to, uh, to, to connect 
and so many people are able to get their healing breakthrough. I even had people uh, dealing with issues in their marriages and alcoholism, and they were very honest about it. And this is one thing I want to say to you guys as we're dealing with this in our, uh, for those of you that may have never watched uh, my Tuesday broadcast, um, Jesus in Plain Clothes, Jesus is absolutely unequivocally phenomenal. Um, Jesus ain't did nothing wrong to you and <laughs> nothing wrong to me. Um, sometimes he gets a bad rap from his followers um, and his fans, but he is amazing. He's everything that I could have imagined and more. And so I am doing my part by ensuring that those that I'm connected to who lend their ear to what I have to say, I want to make sure that you have a great, a good perspective and a correct perspective and revelation of who he is in our lives. Because oftentimes we don't, we don't get it right. We think that all we, we, in our finite thinking, hello, Mika, in our finite thinking, we tend to think that people, you know, well, God allowed, I can't believe God allowed that. I can't believe God let me do this. I can't believe God let me go through that. And when you really understand the love of God, I think sometimes we forget love will, love is not logical. Let's just say that. Can we, can somebody type that out? That love is absolutely not logical. And if you've ever been in love, you know it's not logical. Um, you know, love will make you do some crazy stuff. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Y'all talk back to me. Love will make you do some crazy stuff. It'll make you, it'll make you, you know, uh, a drive across country. It'll make you uh, 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 lose, it'll make you stop eating and <laughs> make you eat too much. Uh, it, it'll make you do things that you, it'll make you take days off work you don't have. <laughs> Love is not logical. Y'all, y'all, I just want to make sure I got a, I got a virtual church today that love is absolutely unequivocally, it's not logical at all. Um, and so if you're still, if the love that you have for anybody, you can explain it all, chances are you're not really, you're not, y'all not really in love. You know, because when you're really in love, you can't always explain it. And then when they do things that you don't like, and you're like, Lord, I'm done with you. And then love be like, no, you ain't. Love be like, you're going to get him another chance. Love be like, you need to apologize. And you be like, no, I don't because um, I ain't did nothing wrong. And love be like, yeah, you did. Go on to love, go on to love on them. That's what love will do. That's what love will do. But anywho... Um, I'm glad that you guys are on and I wanted to take a few minutes. So today we're going to be dealing with, I just had to, I had to let that fester for a moment because sometimes we, we, you know, we, we, are always trying to judge how everything's going for everybody else. And we don't realize that God's love doesn't have to make sense to you for him to love you. And we talked the last week's broadcast, many of you may have been on there. We talked about unconditional love. And, we, and I asked you guys, I said, tell me, what does unconditional mean to you? You know, what does it mean to you? It means uh, uh, no limits, no boundaries. It's no, no, there's no constraints on it. It, it, it. It's no end to it. It does not stop, <laughs> right? Cuckoo for Cocoa Fluffs, right? Love had made you make you look crazy. Speaking of crazy, oh, we got a crazy story today we're going to be dealing with. And, and, and you guys, some of you all have already read the story. You Many of you may know it even better than I know it. And so I want you today to take a moment and just, we're going to be uh, talking about the story 
that's found in Hosea. And hello to all my new followers that are on or um, those that have just tuned in. Take a moment and share this broadcast with someone. Share it on your uh, platform. Tell us where your state you're chiming in from. Um, and we're just going to interact with each other. Let's do that. Hearts, thumbs up, the whole works if you can. Don't get in trouble at work now. Now, this is just for those that have that can do that. Um, but so we're dealing with the story of Hosea. Lord, have mercy. Hosea and Gomer. Do you guys remember that story of Hosea and Gomer? So if you go uh, look at this story from a distance, how many of you all did your homework? How many of you all said, let me, I, I want you to know that I went and studied. I went and studied this scripture. I've read and studied this crazy story. And I just want you to know it couldn't have been me. <laughs> y'all talk to me. It couldn't have been me. I ain't, I ain't fit to do all that. <laughs> talk to me. Did you guys read it? Isn't it a crazy, you know, if you really look at it from the outside, that's a crazy in love type of story. That's a crazy love. That's what we, we're um, up against. So Hosea, um, so a little, uh, a little backstory. Hosea is a prophet and also Angela. So Hosea is a prophet and um, he is uh, been being, uh, has been given an assignment um, to 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 share a message with the people of God, the people of Israel. He has a, a mandate to share with them the warnings of God, um, uh, the things that they shouldn't be doing, what God's going to do. Um, and it really is quite amazing that, and, and this is one of the first points I want to make, even before we really get into uh, the story, um, that oftentimes... What God asks us to do, it sounds crazy. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Sometimes the things that God asks us to do or tells us to do, it just does not sound logical. And I really want to deal with this. You'll hear me talk about this a lot because most of the things that I'm walking in now are things that didn't sound logical up front. When God first told me to do it, it just didn't make, it didn't make a lot of common sense. And so I'm like, God, why would you tell me to do this at a time like this? Why would you tell me to do that? People are, are looking at me like I must have lost it. People think that I, you know, and, and let's just be honest, the people, who are the people? Because they are the people. The reality is, is that many of us, the reason why we don't think it makes sense is because in the side, in our ear, we hear people that love us telling us, we can already hear what they're going to say about something that God has told us to do. Can you imagine if Abraham would have listened to his family? If he would have listened to uh, anyone who was anti what God had told him to do? Can you imagine where we would be today if he wasn't obedient? Can you imagine where um, Mary would have been today if she would have not been obedient? Like when, the, when Gabriel came to her and be like, yeah, you're going to be pregnant. And the Holy Ghost is going to come upon you. And she'd be like, uh-uh, we're not going to mess this up with Joseph. You're not going to do this. I got a good man and you are not getting ready to mess this up for me and Joseph. So no, I don't want no baby. Go to somebody else. Can you imagine what would have happened if she would have not defied logic? All through the word of God, we see uh, uh, the logic being defied. And I want you to know something. If you're going to move, the Bible says it's impossible to please God without faith. If you're going to do what God told you to do, sometimes it's not going to make much common sense. But catch this. God has not called you to do something common. He's called you to do the uncommon. I need you to type that out. God has called me to do the uncommon. 
I feel my preacher voice. I ain't even trying to preach. But God has called you to do the uncommon. Okay, what does that mean? God has called you to be a trailblazer. Now, I know this is my trailblazer her shirt, but it's some men on here. So he wants you, you are a trailblazer. Okay, he has called us to do things that have never been done before. One of my uh, favorite shows growing up was Star Trek. And, um, and, you know, and, and the reality was, is that oftentimes, uh, you know, the little, the little beginning intro, you know, go, bowl of go where no man has gone before. There are things that God wants us to do, the places we, he wants us to go, uh, uh, new realms he wants us to access, uh, new ma uh, mantles that he wants us to carry that nobody around us has carried. That, uh, he wants us to be cloaked in things that nobody else has been cloaked in. God bless you. God bless you, uh, Dr. Uh, Hunter. Um, the reality is it's very important that oftentimes God will ask you and tell you, I say ask, but you know, once you get in this thing good, you know, do it really seem like he asking? No, it'd be like, you need to do this. You're going to do this. This is what, this is what you need to do. And oftentimes God will tell you to do something that just doesn't sound like it makes much common sense. But God has not called you to the common. God has called you to the uncommon. That's the reason why you got an uncommon testimony. That's the reason why you have an uncommon career path. That's the reason why um, this, the reason why you, the relationship you're in is uncommon. Everything that God wants to do in us is uncommon. Why? Because the Bible says we are the salt and the light. What does that mean? We we de we determine the flavor of a thing. We are what we are what brings seasoning to a thing. When we go into an environment, we are the ones that shift it. So, so let me help you. If you're still going on your job and you're still saying, hmm, this job is full of devils, then I need you to understand that you have not gathered and you've not gained the revelation that you are the very light that God is sending into a dark place. Light doesn't mean, mean much until it gets in a dark place. Uh, you got to understand something that, that, that the Bible says that, that, when, uh, that, that when the light went out, that darkness couldn't even comprehend it. And what am I saying? That you're trying to figure out why people can't get with you. Well, they can't, well darkness has no, uh, no fellowship with light. So unless you, Caroline, unless you're willing to step into the light, we ain't going to have much in common. Because everywhere I go as a citizen of the kingdom, everywhere you go as a citizen of the kingdom, you bring, you bring seasoning, you bring salt, you bring light, you shift, yes to Kendra, you, you shift every atmosphere that you, you are in. You shift atmospheres when you just call people. You shift atmospheres when you just jump on their live. You shift atmospheres every time you go a place and you be like, what is this? I don't understand. Why people looking at me funny? Because the light just showed up. And see, when I'm in darkness and I don't want to do what's right, and here come the light shining on me, uh, what does what what do roaches do? What do roaches do when when the light come on? They scatter. So what am I saying? That oftentimes God will God will will position you. Let's talk about it really quickly. He positioned uh, Abraham the same same one I was just talking about. Isn't it interesting? Tell me what you would do if God came to you today and said, "I need you." To take your, you know, the child you really begged to have, you know, you love so much that I finally gave you after all these years. I need him back. I need you to sacrifice him. I need you to go up to the mountain. I need you and the lad to go up there. And I need you to sacrifice your only, well, I know you said, well, it's not his only child because he had Ishmael too. But, it, but Isaac was the promised seed. Isaac was the promised seed, and God promised that he would make a great nation out of Ishmael, uh, Muslims, um, the Ishmael, and he'd make a great nation out of Abraham. 
I mean, out of Isaac, Ishmael and Isaac. So what am I saying? Then your job is not to bash. Uh oh, your job is not to bash because because they're brothers. <laughs> they're brothers. Ishmael and Isaac are brothers. Although they were conceived in two different capacities, that's still Abraham's seed as well. All right, so that's two nations. I get it, and we're not going to get into that can of worms. And I'm not. That's still the one way. I know that. I know Jesus is still the way. I'm not saying that, but we've got to be careful at how we judge things because at the end of the day, there are two, there are two nations that came out of Abraham. He said, I'm going to make a great nation out of both of you. Now, Isaac was the one that he that was the promised seed. So he's like, okay, now you didn't tell me to take Ishmael up to the up, up there. You, you, you want me to take what? The thing that I begged you for? That I asked you for? You want me to take this seed? He's like, yeah. Can I help you? That you are going, God is going to test you. Many of you all are being tested right now during this pandemic. God is going to, going to test you to see if you are willing to, to really trust him. He's going to test you to see if you're really going to do. If he's making you put your, your faith on the line. What am I saying? Okay, right now during this pandemic, we're getting an opportunity to see where our faith really is. Now that we cannot just rush into church on Wednesday nights and rush into church on Sundays. Now that we can't just lollygag and go wherever we want to go. And we can't do this and do that. And we just can't go to our little all-inclusive trip. And we'll see, we'll see all our little plans that got canceled. We're really getting an idea to see where we really are. Where is our faith? Now that our jobs are sort of scarce and, and unemployment is running out possibly. And, and all these things are happening. People, it's showing you where your faith really is. Where is your faith? And so oftentimes God is going to test you. It's not because he's, he doesn't, he, he's not a good God. He's an amazing God. But he's testing you to see, are you really ready for what I want to lay on you? But can, I got to take it a step further because this is not just about you. I need somebody to type that out. This is not about me. This, what is your, I don't know what your this is, but I need you to type it out right now. This is not about me. What do I mean by that? Because God was using Abraham and Isaac as a depiction, as a symbol, as a, as a, as a picture of symbolism between what he was going to do. For the Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. God said, listen, I'm getting ready to do something. I'm going to do something that's going to shift the whole world forever. But I'm, I'm going to show you guys a depiction of what's to come. And so he takes his, uh, his, his beloved promised seed up and he lays it down. And I can imagine, you know, Isaac's like, oh, dad, I see everything we need for the sacrifice except for the sacrifice. What are we going to be sacrificing? You got to understand, Isaac was not that young. He was old enough to probably hit Abraham, knock him down and, and run on back down the mountain. But because he trusted God, he trusted his father. Lord have mercy. Can I tell you something? One of the reasons why our children don't trust us is because we have not given them, we, we, we've not let them see the faith stories. We've not let, him, let them see what God has done in us. We've not been honest with them and showed them. See, Isaac was able to see, I'm sure Abraham would share story after story with him about, baby, let, let, son, let me tell you how you even got here. Your mama laughed. Your, your mama laughed when you got here. You, you, you know, when, when, when they said, when God said you, she was going to be pregnant after all these years, 90 years old, man, it's a, it's just a miracle that you hear. You would have promised me. I can imagine he had all these stories. So Isaac knew God because he knew, because he had a father of faith. 
And so Abraham's like, okay, I don't have anything else to sacrifice. Even though at the beginning of that text, you see that he tells him, he tells them to say, y'all stay here. Me and the lad are going to worship and we're coming back. Okay. I'll say this, that it, if it ain't sacrifice, it ain't worship. Don't be saying you worship. Oh, I worship you, God. I worship you, God. I worship you, God. Turn your plate down. Uh-uh. But I worship you, God. I worship you, God. Uh, 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 uh. Don't do overtime this week because I need some time with you. Uh-uh. I need my overtime. But I worship you, God. I worship you, God. God, I need you to come through for me. I need this breakthrough in my finances. Uh, God, you ain't said. Now, let me call and see if I can get. Let me call somebody else as a backup just in case. And No, 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 no. Either you trust God or you don't trust God. And so here the lad lays down. At any point he could have got up, y'all. But there was a lineage of faith. A legacy of faith. And right before, right when Abraham is getting ready to take the knife and to bring it down and sacrifice his promised seed, that's when God interrupts him and lets him know that there was a ram in the bush. Can I tell you something? That oftentimes God is just trying to see, will you be obedient? Will you do the thing that I told you to do? Will you say the thing that I told you to say? Will you go to the extent that I asked you to go? And when God sees that you're willing to do what he says, oftentimes he will provide a way for you to get, he provided a sacrifice in that moment. Can you imagine how scary it must have been? But he's trusted God. Now that sounds crazy. That sounds crazy. If God asks, come on, y'all, will you be on CNN? If if you mess around and tell somebody that God told you to go up there, take your son up to uh, Blue Ridge Mountains and, and sacrifice. Mm -mm. It, it, that sounds crazy. It sounds ludicrous. It sounds ew, right. But let me tell you something. This is. Uh, in indicative of the story that we are that we are briefly talking about today, and the story of Hosea. So we're in Hosea, and Hosea is a prophet. Um, he is a um, man that has he's doing what God said, but he's a, so you got to understand he's an old school prophet. What does that mean? He not like the prophets. A lot of the prophets today that are always prophesying you possessions. He's like telling you this is the warning of God. You need to do this. Because God says this, you know, it's not a popular. Can I help you? Prophets aren't popular. Uh oh. I know I'm. A, I know I'm. A, I know I'm gonna miss some people on this one. Prophets aren't really that popular because prophets have to share with you what the Lord is saying, and oftentimes He ain't always saying something uh, that is appealing to your flesh. Oftentimes when the prophet speaks, it's to correct something. It's to align or realign something. Now, I'm talking, when I said the prophet, I'm talking about the governmental office. I don't want to go too deep because this is really just designed to be a little plain language. I don't really want to get too deep, but I'm, I'm going, I'm, 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 I'm really just testing where we are to see where we need to go. Um, but when you look at the governmental office of a prophet, it's not the same thing as being prophetic. And a lot of us are prophetic, but some of us are not prophets. And so you need to understand there is a difference between the fivefold ministry gift of prophet and, and you prophesying. Just because you prophesied and you said in three days, God going to raise you up and, and they get raised up in three days, that does not make you a prophet. Because a prophet 
the, the, the five-fold ministry gift of prophet that you see in Ephesians um, 4 is a governmental position. It, it carries a level of weight that is to align. If you go back and study Ephesians 4, you'll see why the five-fold was given, the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher. You'll see why they were given. They weren't given because we needed a pastor's aid. They weren't given because uh, God was like, listen, I just I just like the number five, so I'm, gonna, I'm just going to give y'all five leaders. He gave those five for the perfecting of the saints. He said, listen, that's a perfection that I need my people to walk in, and they're never going to walk in it um, until they until the five-fold ministry gifts are aligned, and they're operating in their respective places. He said there's an alignment coming to the body of Christ when those fivefold ministry gifts get in place. So as a prophet, a prophet, that the governmental office of a prophet corrects things. It realigns things. Now, it doesn't mean you got to embarrass people, but it does align things. It does correct things. It does uh, uh, shift things back into the proper place. If you've ever been to the chiropractor, you understand that, that it don't always feel good at that moment when they be cracking stuff. Like, oh, 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 ow. And even later, it may, it may not feel the best. But some kind of pressure is released off of you once you're able to move outside of that place. You realize that you have more mobility than you had before. Uh, uh, you, you start to sit up better. Your posture is better. You realize you can sleep a little bit better. Why? Because you've had a proper alignment. And you need to understand that the body, oh my goodness, the body needs an alignment. When I say the body, I mean the spiritual, the, the, the body of Christ, it needs an alignment. Because if it's slumped over, it cannot measure up to the stature of the head, which is Christ. So we have to, so Lord have mercy. I'm off in another place. I want to get back. I promise you I want to get back. But but this is what's happening. So I guess there's just some people on here. I don't just guess. There are some of you on here. There's some fivefold ministry gifts on here. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go back and study study Ephesians chapter four. Start at the beginning of it and begin to uh, and begin to see what it is that he's speaking to you about. And and you may not be one of those, but you may need to have a better understanding of what they do because God may have an apostle in your life, a prophet in your life, an evangelist around you, a, a, a pastor around you, and a teacher. And when the worst thing you can do is to not appreciate and honor. And when I say honor, don't think I mean cash out because some people think, uh, you know, that, that to honor you is to always give you something. That's not what I'm saying. But you honor me. Lord, have mercy. Catch this. You honor the gift, the, the ministry gifts in your life when you obey what they're saying. If you really believe that they hear from God, uh, then you don't you don't do their You don't you don't believe that they're the voice of God in your life. And then you take their advice last. You don't use them as a last resort. Not when you believe. Because remember, the fivefold ministry gifts are designed to perfect the body. You ever been to the gym? Lord, it's been me many times. You ever been to the gym and saw somebody that literally should have had a, should have got a, uh, should have probably stopped at the front desk and asked somebody to show them how to use the machine? Yep, yep, y'all have seen those people. Those people that's like, mm. You be like, they don't know what they're doing. They're going to tear up something. They're going to pull something. They're going to strain something because they don't know what they're doing. And sometimes you real nice, you be like, hey, let me show you. Let me show you how to do that. Because you're going to kill yourself. You're going to hurt yourself with something that's supposed to help you. When you do not know how to operate. See, 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 a car, catch this. A car is, a, is in general, is a safe vehicle. A car can take you cross country. 
A car can get you from point A to point B. But if the operator of the car is not licensed, if the operator of the car has not went through the proper training to understand how to operate the car, then that car becomes a weapon of mass destruction. I have a funny story and it's just real. Y'all can y'all can y'all can laugh at me if you don't want to laugh at yourself. Um, I never forget I was not quite able to drive yet. I was not quite the age to drive yet. And and we went to the store, just a little store they called it ShopRite. I never forget. And uh, my mom was driving a little Mercury Cougar, gray Mercury Cougar. And we went up to the store and and I don't know, I guess she let me. I don't know if she let me drive in the parking lot. I don't know how I got in the driver's seat. But mama had went in the store. She just went in the store to get some stuff. And what did I do? I guess she maybe was going to let me park it. I don't quite remember all the details. What I do know is I was in the driver's seat. I wasn't quite old enough to drive yet. I was close. I should have knew more than I knew. But I wasn't quite at the place. I had not been trained. Nor had I received any certification for driving, for operating a car. And I never forget, if he, if he on here or if anybody know who he is, he should remember this story. I never forget it was, I believe it was Sean Jennings. I believe it was Sean Jennings. Please don't, Lord, if it's not him, bring it to my remembrance because I don't want to, I don't want to blame him. But I was, I had to wander down and I was just, oh, I just had the car and I was on the side of the, of the, of the store. And it was the vending machines. And I was just looking at the vending machines. But for whatever reason, I had not put the car in park. Y'all see where I'm going with this. I had not put the car in park. Don't know why I didn't put the car in park, but I had not put the car in park. And I never forget Sean Jennings, I believe it was, must have hollered and be like, hey, uh, something he said. When I tell you my first instinct, can y'all guess what my first instinct was? My first instinct wasn't to grab that gear and move that up to the park. My first instinct was hit drive. I, I mean, hit the gas. Y'all, I hit the gas on the car. Y'all know I'm on the side of the building. What's in front of me? The vending machines. What's behind the vending machines? The building. When I hit the gas, I drove... <laughs> Into the vending machines. The vending machines went into the building. I mashed the gas. Thank you, Corey. That's how we say it. we mashed the gas. And all I remember is they started coming outside looking. Like, what? what's going on? What's going on? I felt like the biggest fool. And 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 but the biggest fool was felt when my mama walked out there and put her hand on her on her when she put her hand on right here, like this. And got to looking at me like, oh, you know it's on. When these folk Get back, and if this costs me any money, I, I got your number. And I was like, Nicole, what were you thinking? But I was, catch this, I wasn't, I wasn't yet ready. I had not been trained. I had not been instructed. I had not received a license for operating. Can I help you? You are most dangerous when you are operating in something that you've not been trained in, nor are you have, do you have the obedience level for. Some of us have a platform, but we don't have the obedience for the platform we own. 
Just because you can get 100 people on the live don't mean you need to be saying anything because sometimes we do more damage. Sometimes we bleed on the people. I know people with thousands of members and they bleed every week on the people. I don't need to know. I, I'm sorry, bro, pastor, but I don't need to know your rent due this week. I don't need to know that in your message because I'm trying to figure out if you if you telling me to trust God and you, and you say you trust in God and and I paid my rent this month. I'm trying to figure out what is the, what where is the disconnect? See, you some of you all didn't even know you be you the people be bleeding on you. You don't even know that they need their rent paid, and that's why they're going live. You don't even know they need their car note paid, and that's why they're going live. See, the just shall live by faith. It ain't in it ain't in the numbers. It ain't in what everybody else says. It's in what I'm trying to help somebody. You gotta either you're gonna trust God or you're gonna trust God. Somebody put that. Either you're gonna trust him or you're gonna trust. Either I'm going to trust you or I might as well walk away. Because stressing don't make it better. Y'all know that song. I cried my last tear, one of my favorite songs. Either I'm going to trust you, I might as well walk away. But I'm going to do one. I'm going to do one or the other. You either going to trust him. You're either going to trust him to feed you every day. You're either going to trust him to take care of your bills. You're either going to trust him that he's going to send you who he asked for you when he's ready. You're either going to trust him or you're not. But don't be saying you trust him and then every decision you make is saying I don't trust you. Because God sees the intent of the heart. Either I'm going to trust him or I'm going to trust him. Can I ask you a question? Who else are you going to trust? I feel like it's scared. Who can I run to <laughs> when I need love? Who you going to run to? God is the only proven one that you can trust. I ain't, listen, and every time I said something to God, anytime my business got out and I talked to God, it's only because I ain't did what he told me to do. And so he sends someone with a prophetic gift to say, the Lord told you three months ago to do this and you ain't did it. Uh-oh. That's when God tells on you. But God is not out here throwing your business out. He ain't, you know, so when, when people come to you and try to tell you stuff about yourself, I know you, I know it was you, I know it was you. That ain't God. That's not God. Because God is, God, everything that God's doing, if you look at the story of Hosea, Lord, am I going to get to the story of Hosea? Lord, it may have to be, we may have to, we may have to pick this up Tuesday. Because I, I know we're on the lunch hour. Um, but if this is blessing you, I need to stay right here. Because I'm telling you, there, there, there comes a time when what God is asking you to do, it's, it's going to defy all logic. It's not going to make any sense. You're going to trust him or you're going to trust him. Either you're going to trust him or you're going to trust him. How is it that you can trust a doctor that's practicing? How is it that you can trust a lawyer that's practicing law? You, got, you trust a doctor that's practicing medicine. But you can't trust God. You don't understand. It's so much easier to trust somebody I can't see rather than somebody I can't see. And I hear you. But if you really think about all the people you can't see, whose track record is worse? Because every time I got betrayed, it was by, I was betrayed by somebody. I, even though the enemy may have been using them, I was betrayed by somebody I could see. Every time I was cheated on, I was cheated on by somebody I could see. Every time I was lied on, I was lied on by somebody I could see. Every time I was uh, 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 somebody imitated and copied everything I did, it was not by the invisible. It was by the visible, somebody I could see. 
So question, how is it that you can trust what you can see that fails you every time over what you can't see that ain't never failed you? Now, that's something to think about. Come on, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. You ain't ever been failed by God. Ever. Ever. If God said it. I ain't never been done wrong by somebody I couldn't see. Think about this. What causes betrayal to hit you so hard is because betrayal is a close contact. Betrayal only hits you hard when it comes close. Betrayal ain't betrayal unless it's close proximity. If if somebody across town say something about you, it may make you a little salty and you and some of y'all fight us. It may make you want to fight. May make you want to go set stuff straight. But something happens when the person who said it is somebody who you eat dinner with and you, you know, who know how to get in your house when you ain't there. That be, that be the kind that really sent. It be the one that know the struggle you've been in. That's why betrayal hits you hard when it hits you. And I know we can be super deep and spiritual, you know, and betrayal is a prerequisite for resurrection. And that's true. But it don't change the fact that betrayal don't feel good. And although I have Jesus on it, even though as a Cortez say, I got Jesus, I ain't Jesus. I got him, but I ain't him. And so it does not feel good. And this is the reason why some of you, and this is what I hear the Lord saying, some of you all, you have put uh, these, these, these um, invisible walls up because you don't want anybody else to betray you. You don't want anyone else to hurt you. Am I talking to anybody? Y'all talk to me. Uh, you don't want anybody else to hurt you. You don't want anybody else to do you wrong. You don't want anybody else to cheat on you. You don't want anybody else to take your heart and, 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 and crush it. You don't want anybody else to waste your time. And so you put these invisible walls up to say, don't bother. Don't come over here. I ain't trying to hear that. I don't want my day good. I don't need, I ain't answering no more questions. And so you do these little things to sabotage because you're hoping that if I keep these walls up, can't nobody else hurt me. But the reality is, that's not real. Can you imagine if Christ would have shifted because of Judas? Can you imagine? He'd be like, you know what? See, this is why I don't do y'all, humans. This is why I don't do y'all. Because see, it'd be, no, no, no. He knew up front what Judas had the capacity to do. And yet he still kept him close. He knew it. But he needed him. Lord, have mercy. Can I tell you something? That you need the very thing that you're pushing away. You need the very thing that's making you feel uncomfortable. You need the very thing that's keeping you up at night right now. You need that in your life. You need it because it is the very thing that's going to pr propel you in this next season. You need to be uncomfortable right now. You don't need to be able to sleep all night through the night. No, You need a little agitation because God said, when we come out of this, you got to come out of this in a new position. Shame on us 
If we come out of this pandemic in the same place we in right now, it's shame on us if we still as broke in, the, in our mindset. Catch this? Our mindset. Because see, when you broke in your mindset, uh, it don't matter how much money you get, it's going to run through your hands. You can be a millionaire and it's going to run through your hands. But when you have a wealth mindset, you can take $20 and you can go to the end of the earth if you need to because the favor of God, it, 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 it will be with you wherever you go. There are times, y'all, I'm going to tell you something. When I did not have the money for it, but I had the favor for it. Lord have mercy. Who am I talking to? God wants to give you the favor for it. You, you want your bank account to show it. You want your credit score, which it should. You want your credit score to show it. You want it to show up in your mailbox. But can I tell you something? That sometimes favor, uh, when God, this uncommon favor in our lives, um, sometimes it don't work the way you want it to work. And I, when you got a wealth mindset, thank you. When you got a wealth mindset, guess what? God will take that little $100 you got and he will shift you into another place. He will tell you, now go down there and get your business license. Get your tax ID number. Now go do this. Go pick up this. Go buy this. Buy this wholesale. Do this. Go talk to so-and-so and ask them, can you put your product in their virtual store. Blah, 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 blah. Do this, do this. What, $100? Here you go talking about when I get my first million. What are you doing with your first hundred? You, see, when you got a wealth mindset, you don't question things like tithe and offering. I don't, well, I just believe that that's so old school. That's Old Testament. Well, just be honest if you don't want to give God, if you don't want to trust God in your finances and you don't believe that God is worth you don't believe that you should give God 10% back, at least 10% back of the 100% he gave you? If you feel like you feel like they're going to buy a car with your, it ain't your responsibility. It ain't your job. Listen, once you release it, once you release it, and you release it because God, and you're being obedient, unless God told you not to, once you release it, they can, they can take it and shred it if they want to, but it don't shift the favor on your life. See, favor can't be, favor don't always show up in the bank. <laughs> See, favor is not uh, FDIC insured, but it's heaven insured. See, faith, uh, favor that you have in your life will, will cause you to flourish now, and it'll cause you to flourish tomorrow, and it'll cause you to flourish when you ain't got a job, and it'll cause you to flourish when you got two jobs, and it'll cause you to flourish when you don't have a car, and it'll cause you to flourish when you don't have a place to stay, and it'll cause you to flourish, and it'll have folk thinking that you got stuff. It'll have folk jealous of you. Catch this. It'll have folks jealous of you that got 10 times more than you got. Do you know that there are people that are, that are looking at your life right now and they are coveting the joy you have. They are coveting the peace you have. They are coveting the relationship you have. You and your husband ain't got two pennies to rub together. And they're talking about, mm, I just want a relationship like that. If I could just get me somebody a ride or die just like that. That's all I need. Somebody that's going to rock with me. If I can. See, that's what you, and you be like, Lord. See, you, you know, people are looking at your life. They seeing the joy on you. They don't know you ain't got but $20. But but you don't look like you got $20. Every time they turn around, you, you're cooking, you're eating, everything. Every time to turn around, you done slap your sides down. Oh my goodness, Lord have mercy. Uh, and the reality is, is you got to be careful. I'm reading your comments. I'm reading your comments. Come on here. That's good, Dr. Hunter. You own something with that one now. You know, I love, I love dealing with that Eli. You got to be careful. That's good. You got to be careful. That's another perspective. You got to be careful how you do, how you do, uh, with what belongs to God. 
I know, I know uh, uh, Bishop Hezekiah Walker said power belongs to God, but power ain't the only thing that belongs to God. Your body. Everything that you have belongs to God. Everything that you do belongs to God. He, everything that you do in your life is an offering to God. What are you offering God? What are you giving him? What are you rendering to him? Are you giving him the best part of your day? Are you giving him the part of the day when you dozing off? Are you giving him the best part? Are you giving him the best body to work with? Are you giving him the, uh, the best part of your time? Are you giving him of your resources? How, how you got all these gifts and you ain't got no money? I'm curious how you got, how did God gift you to do all those things and you ain't working none of them? You waiting on somebody to come lay hands on you and tell you, you are anointed to braid hair. Go braid. You are anointed to be a life coach. Go do that. You are anointed to, to mow lawns. Go do that. What you waiting on? What you waiting on? Because while you're waiting on somebody to affirm you, the very thing that you have to offer is needed. People are out here talking, Lord, I wish I had somebody that could do this. And here you are with the solution and won't even do it. How? And then you got to know, Lord, I'm just, you know, I'm going through right through here, Lord, and I'm doing all I know how to do, God. And God be like, lie. Lie, 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 lie. I love you, but that's a lie. Y'all know what happened when you start lying. I talked about it in my, in my uh, virtual Bible study with my ministry last week. We in them Ananias and Sapphira days. Keep on lying. Keep on saying what you can't do. I don't really like talking in front of people. Well, you go live every week. You go live every week. You just be just be talking about nothing, but you but you, but you can't read scripture. But you 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 can go live and and talk about nothing. How is it that you make excuses for the things of God, but you jump out and do the things that He ain't told you to do? See, that's how the enemy works. The enemy really just wants you to never walk into the place that, that God has for you. He's just hoping that you get kicked out like He did. He hoping you get kicked out like he did. He hoping that you get a you know you get too smart for your for your bridges. He hoping you do like he did. You get a little pride in you, and you get kicked out like he did. That's what he hoping. And some of us don't even we we just we just we, we just kick our own selves out. I hope I'm helping somebody. So there's so much in you. And this is God because this is going completely different than where I wanted to go. But but there's so much in you. Some of you just need to, after this broadcast, you need to go take a moment and say, God, forgive me if I've ignored what you've been saying to me. Forgive me for waiting on people around me to affirm you. Why are you waiting on people that didn't see what God showed you to tell you what God showed you? Why are you waiting on them to affirm you? Can I, can I help you? I recognize there's very few people that can speak into my future. Number one, I live in the future. I, as a visionary, if you're a visionary on this broadcast, if you have a vision, that means your mind is always thinking about the future. You got to be, you got to really catch yourself. I have to literally catch myself because I sometimes live so far in the future that I can be of no effect in the present. Because I'm so future minded. And it's not being ambitious. I just have so many things I want to do for God. 
But at some point, we got to stop and say, God, I realize I done tried this. It don't work for me. I'm in cycle after cycle after cycle. I need a change. I'm tired of coming back to the same place I'm in. I'm tired of robbing Peter to pay Paul. I'm tired of, of, of getting in bad relationships that turn into the same person with a different face. Lord, it must be something I have to take responsibility that I'm attracting who I am. I'm attracting what I, what, what, I, catch this, not what I what I deserve but I'm, I'm really attracting what I think I deserve some of us and the Bible says as a man thinketh so is he so this is the reason why you keep attracting the type of people who don't respect you because something in yourself says, I don't respect me. I've messed up too many times to be respected. I've messed up too many times to be loved. I've messed up too many times for somebody to think about me more than they think about themselves. So I'm just going to take some, I'm going to take whatever I can get because something in me thinks I'm not pretty anyway. Something in me thinks I'm too fat. Something in me says I'm too black. Something in me tells me that my hair is too nappy. Something in me tells me uh, my I can hear, I can still hear my family members saying this about me. And so something in me says that. And because you still haven't dealt with that stuff, you are living that thing out. And there are people that would love you, but they can't love the you that you ain't. Because we are not, catch this, because you've not arrived to the revelation of who you really are. You're going to keep attracting people from the place you were, not the place you're going. And if you want to attract what, I mean, and this is every area, people, places, things. If you want to attract the right things to you that are, that are, that are really in congruence with your future, you are going to have to stop and say, God, I realize that I've gotten it wrong. I've not gotten it right. I see many of you all talking about saying, Lord, forgive me. You Just be honest. Say, God, I screwed it up. I'm a, I'm a hothead sometimes. I'm real rebellious at times. I'm very defiant. I'm stubborn. I'm one of those people, y'all, that you can, a hundred people could be in a room and a hundred people could say it's red. But it, it, if, I, if I honestly believe it's burgundy, I don't care if it's a, now I know it's maybe not none of y'all on this broadcast, but I'm the kind of person, if a hundred people in a room and a hundred people say it's red, what none of y'all fitting to do is convince me it's red if I think it's burgundy. And I'm not even doing that from a place of being facetious. I'm just saying if, if my mind registers this burgundy, it ain't a, it ain't, it ain't, it ain't 99 of y'all that's going to tell me it's red. Now you can leave the room saying it's red and we're not going to fall out. You're not going to fall out. I'm going to love you. We can go out to eat after this. You know, it, we, we, when we back in the day where we can eat, you know, when that day come. We can, we can, you know, we can have a Zoom meet. You know, we can do all that. But, but I'm fit to leave that room with a, and saying that was burgundy. I'm fit to leave. That's me. Is there anybody else like that? <laughs> I'm just that way. So I want you all to know because sometimes people think, well, oh, it's easy for you, Apostle, because you, <laughs> listen, my Muriel is on. She knows me very well. She helped raise me and Lord knows, you know, it's just, listen, you're just not going to get over. You're not going to make us, we're not the kind of people that you can just say, well, oh, you need to believe this or you need to believe that or you just need to do that because something in our psyche say, no, I'm not fitting to do that. Because you're not going to tell me what I'm going to do. See, that's, that's the natural side of me that has to be covered under the blood. I got to be covered. So because that is my natural nature, don't make it right. 
But because it's my natural nature, guess what? I attract people who are the same way. I attract people that 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 ain't just going, ain't just say it's burgundy, it's red because everybody else says it's red. I, I attract people say, no, nah, it's burgundy. And I even got folks say, no, it's gray. It ain't even burgundy or red. It's gray. Guess what? But because I, I've been there, I can love them because that's me. That's I, I've been that one. Okay? But but I'm saying all this to say, for you to say, well, it's easy for you, apostle. You just obey God. It's so simple. No, no, no. It's one of those things where I've, I have been in this thing long enough to know, y'all, this is going to be real deep. Some of y'all will be able to take this. It just don't work when I don't obey it. Can I just be honest with y'all? I'm going to come in for a moment. It just don't work. It just don't work. When I don't do it God's way, it just don't work. Like, I can't even say it sometimes work. It just don't work. And so, I don't like looking like a fool. I don't like repeating stuff over and over again. I don't like, I know the race ain't given to the swift nor the strong, but to the one that endures to the end. But, 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 my, but I also love Talladega Nights. And when Ricky Bobby having a conversation, he said, if you ain't first, you, you know, his dad is, was talking about, you know, being first, second, all that. If you ain't first, you're last. Although the race ain't given to the swift, I don't want to be last. Nothing in me want to be last. Now, I may not be first, but I don't want to come in at the at the end. It, I know it ain't, I ain't, I'm not looking at your lane, but I don't want to hold it all up. So, so something in me says, Nicole, this is not working. Just do it the way God. How are you? Can, see, this is what happened to Job. Job thought he was, he had a moment because of what he was going through. He really started questioning God like, God, you got to, you, you know, I need some answers. And God had to finally put Job in his place. Like, listen, just because you're going through and all this stuff that happened, you need to understand that before you ever th were thought of, I was, I was. Where were you when this was done? Where were you in the beginning when this? Where were you? you don't, don't be questioning me about stuff like that. And a lot of us are the same exact way. So I've learned it don't work when I do it Nicole's way. Now, I'm a pretty smart cookie, but I'm not smart enough with some of this stuff. Because catch this, we got an invisible enemy that wants to take us out any given moment. And you can't use your natural knack and your natural vision to fight a spiritual battle. You have got to do it God's way. So I'm, I'm talking to some people that may say that maybe you've been really rebellious and like, I just want to do it my way. I'm just of a different cloth. I get that. But if it ain't working for you, Consider just doing it God's way and doing it right away. So I want you to practice. The next time God tells you to do something, I don't want you to question it. I don't want you to go ask nobody else about it. If you know that that was, if you know you heard God, I want you to do it. And, 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 and journal about it if you got to. Say, well, let me see what happens when I do this. Let me see what happens. And... When you, when you do it, you're going to see a trend. And once you start seeing a man, God got me. He like got me. He like has a plan. Like he sees what I can't see. There's some of you all that's getting ready to walk away from some stuff that God ain't told you to walk away from. While there are others of you that are prepared to stay in something that God told you to leave. 
There's some of you that haven't launched the business and God has been telling you, go get this, go do this, go do that, apply for this. You just won't do it. Something in you thinks that you're going to fail. Can I help you? You'll never, you'll never, ever, ever experience the things of God if you don't even take a step. I see you. A lot of people are there. Is there anybody on here that's willing to be honest and say, I know, I need to know I hear him. Anybody want to be honest and say, I need to be sure that I'm hearing God. I don't want to be thinking I hear God and I really hear my own self. I don't want to think I'm hearing God and I'm really hearing that the, the tormenting spirits in me that's telling me, just, just trying to get me off uh, kilter. I, is there anybody willing to say, you know what, sometimes I don't know if I hear God clear. I don't know if I hear him clear. It's, listen, guys, this is the kind of broadcast to be honest on. This ain't the time to be trying to be perfect and like, oh, I, I have it all together. Because that's how the enemy gets us. He loves when we are prideful and just like him and we're not willing to be honest. I'm seeing you. I'm seeing you guys. I need to be sure. How can I be sure that I hear him? How can I be sure? I'm going to say this to you. God does not miss. And he desires to for every one of you that's on this broadcast to know. See, the difference is, it's not that he ain't speaking. It's just, you. let me tell you why some of you all are having a hard time hearing him. Some of you are having a hard time hearing him because you've ignored him so long that you literally have, without even knowing it, you've turned a deaf ear to him. You've ignored him so long or you've downplayed him so long that everything he says, you take credit for it. Or you say, my gut says, or my intuition says, or something says. So let me help you. Number one, if you are not sure that you are saved, that's the first step. Now, am I saying that you got to be saved for God to speak to you? No. But what I'm telling you is, is if you're going to keep a, a, a consistency in the communication you're going to have to ensure. So if you if you if you know you you believe in Jesus Christ, you believe he's the son of God, you believe that he rose on the third day, he died for your sins, he rose on the third day with all power in his hands, you believe that he's now seated on the right hand of the Father, you believe that he's done all the work for your sins. He's already paid the price. If you believe he's the son of God, if you really honestly believe that, then you can you then, then, then that's the prerequisite for salvation. It's that simple. But you got to believe it. So if that's that's the first step. You got to believe it. If you believe, you got to, but catch this, you also have to repent. You have to confess. What am I saying? You, we're all, we were all born in the sin. We all were shaped in iniquity. Uh, uh, the Bible tells us that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. I don't care the glory of God. <clears throat> I don't care how smart. I don't care how nice. I don't care what kind of family you came from. We all sin. We sin every day. So you have to be honest about I'm a sinner. I'm a sinner because, in other words, I'm a sinner and I need what it is that Christ has done. See, some of us don't have that revelation, so we look at what He did as optional. No. The Bible says the wages of sin is death. 
What does that mean? That means if you sin once, then, then the penalty is death. If you sin a million times, the penalty is death. If you sin only one time, the penalty is still death. The only way you can get out of that is you have to receive what Christ has done for you. You can't earn it. You got to receive it. You just got to say, Lord, I believe that you died for you, you, you died for all my sins. The sins I'm going to commit 10 years from now. You die. Come on. That's a love that he has for us. So I'm a sinner. Christ has come to redeem me back to God. Put me back in our, our, our state we were in prior to the fall in, in, the, in the Garden of Eden. That God wants us to reign with him. He wants us to, uh, uh, to be his, his representatives in the earth. I repent, Lord, for all everything that I've done that's not pleasing in your sight. Forgive me. Come on, see that repentance? You need to be doing that right now. Because as you're doing that, what you're doing is unclogging your spiritual ears. Some of you, as you're receiving Christ, you are, uh, your, your spirit man is being quickened. In other words, now you're getting ready to have this duality. It's almost like even though you're having a natural experience, the spiritual side of you will begin to come forth. And it's like, okay, it's like that spiritual heartbeat. It's like, and some of you are like newborns being born in the spirit realm. And so it doesn't make much sense right now, but as the days go on, you're going to understand more. You're going to start to pick up the Bible and you're going to understand more. Okay, so what else? One of the ways that God speaks is through his word. You need a Bible. Find a Bible that speaks to you. A Bible that, if you need some recommendations, I can give you. If you'll be honest and say, I cannot afford a Bible. You know, you can do it online. But if you want a physical Bible and you cannot afford a Bible or you just don't know how you're going to get it and you need a Bible, you can inbox me. I will send you a Bible. Don't let that be a reason. I don't mind you having an app. But you need a you need a physical physical Bible, okay? Find a find a find a Bible translation that speaks to you and and start, okay? I like to start in Genesis, and I know I may be going too deep for some of you all. I like to start in Genesis, and the reason why is because I'm I'm the natural side of me slightly knows it. I need to know where all this started at. What we, what, what this is what this is about? Like I need to know what was going on with the first people. What was your original intent for us before we screwed it up? Let me go back to the beginning. Let me just see. Now, now I'm not telling you to read all the Old Testament first. I'm telling you to start in Genesis so you can see what's, what is, what's really going on. What is this? And so you can get an idea of really what was going on. I started in Genesis. After I do Genesis, um, you can keep moving there. Uh, but I think you also need to pick up a new something in the New Testament. Yes, Dollar Tree has Bibles. You're absolutely right. Um, I would pick up something in the New Testament. I absolutely love, you can do Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. You can choose one of those. I love John. Um, I think John is a great, uh, the, uh, is a great depiction of a, of a great start. I also think, um, after you finish with John, maybe moving to Acts because Acts shows you the first church. What does that mean? Because many of us need to be connected in some kind of way to a spiritual community of believers. Now, that's whether you're in a physical church or whether you're virtual. You need to be around some other believers that believe like you believe, that are strong, that can encourage you. That's what you need, right? So you study. You, you, okay, what's the next thing? You need to start talking to him. Prayer is two things. <clears throat> Prayer is communication. I need somebody to type that out. Prayer is communication, but it's also your legal right. Prayer is communication. It's, it's talking, it's interacting, it's two-way. So don't say you prayed and you ain't listening to see what God is saying back. Yes, he speaks back. Now, you may not hear him audibly, but he's speaking. 
So, you know, start out in the morning if you need to, you know, after this broadcast and just start talking to him. Say, God, you know, this is new for me. It feels a little weird. You know, this is how I, this is, this is how I develop my relationship with God. This feels a little weird, you know, but I'm going to give it a try. So, God. Yeah, I basically screwed up. Like today's just not been the best day for me. I, you know, that's, that's, now I know y'all looking for the apostolic prayer. Now, you, as you move into different realms, you can do that. But my prayer is little communication. I talk to God like I'm talking to you. I honor Him. I, you know, I do, uh, and I thank Him. I don't go in asking for stuff <clears throat> without thanking Him because he, He's already done enough. But I talk to Him, and you're gonna realize it's it's gonna start to get this communication back. You got to, after you talk to him, settle your spirit and just wait. And this is what I tell you to do. Write down what you hear. Write it down. If there's somebody around you that you trust, that knows the voice of God, you say, hey, you know, you're new, sort of new in this thing. You can talk to your leader, talk to a, someone around you. You know, we can interact a little bit online and you can see, you know, is this something just, just con and some of you all, it's hard because you've not had great communication skills because of maybe the dysfunction you grew up in. Maybe your home, your parents weren't great communicators, your grandparents weren't great communicators. Um, so thus, you weren't a great communicator. And so it feels awkward for you to tell somebody what's going on with you because what if God does me like my, my, like my family does me and God is not man. So you, gotta, you took a chance on everybody else. Now it's time to take a chance on him. So talk to him. And the more you talk to him, the more you're going to realize you're going to start to hear something. Okay, so what, am, what is that? When you're saved, the Holy Spirit is the mind of God that is like having this internal knowing. It's an internal, I call it internal app. It's like an internal app that, that kicks in and it's meant to be the mind of God in you. And it does more than, you know, people speak in tongues. You know, that's the evidence of having the Holy Spirit. Um, and different things, but, but an evidence is just, uh, could be, could, the Bible says that the fruit of the spirit, there's, there's this fruit that you can have, you know, there, there, there it's not just speaking in tongues. There's, it, it's a way of living. It's a, it's characteristics that, that are the fruit of the spirit. So the more you just take your time, don't feel like you got to do it all today. But just start today and say, Lord, you know, I've not had, I've not always listened. But un, and I'm a, I'm gonna pray this prayer over all of you all today that that desire this. If you if you're not driving or anything, I want you to take a moment and put your hands over your ears, just in proxy of what God is gonna do spiritually. I want to pray this prayer over you, Father. I thank you for every person under the sound of my voice. There are people on this broadcast, Father, that wants to hear you. They want to have a relationship with you. They want to they want to have a relationship with you that that's closer than any of any other relationship they've ever had. And God, you desire to be our best friend. And so, God, even now, God, if there are persons that were saved on this broadcast or desire salvation today, God, I pray that even now, God, that you would quicken their, their spirit man. I pray that you would fill them with your Holy Spirit right now from the crown of the head to the soles of their feet. God, I pray that you would give them a knowing, help them to begin to learn and view, give them a desire and a passion for your word, 
a desire and passion to spend time in your presence, a desire and a passion to be around those and interact with those that are that believe like they believe or that they want to believe. Father, I thank you that you're ordering their steps, that God, even as their hands are over their ears, God, that even now there's a warm sensation and God, you're causing every spiritual blockage where they've not been able to hear you in the realm of the spirit, that even now you're unstopping the blockage. To God, we reverse every word curse that was spoken over their lives that told them what they couldn't do. God, there are those that had learning disabilities growing up, and, and I even sensed that some of them were not even designed to have learning disabilities, but because they were spoken over them, they, they, they didn't even realize that they conceived the seed of the word. And so, Father, even now we reverse every word curse, every generational curse that has um, come down through their bloodline that has somehow got to them that's causing to walk in new levels of dysfunction and cycles. We break them in the name of Jesus. The blood of Jesus breaks every cycle in the name of Jesus. Quicken our minds. God, let this mind be in us, which was also in you, Christ Jesus. Father, I thank you now that we're going to totally rely on you. God, that today someone's relationship with you is being birthed. That God, there are great people that are going to be great evangelists and pastors and bishops and what have you, God. They're going to they're gonna move in the things of you, God, and it's going to be from today. It's going to be something that you did in them today. Father, I pray that you would help them, God, develop a love and a passion for the things of you. God, open our eyes to see the things that you want us to see. Open our ears to, to let us hear what you want us to hear, God. God, I pray protection over your people today, that God, you will not let anything that would distract them or distort what you want to do in their lives to come into their lives. Even now, God, I see you shutting doors uh, where there are people that don't mean any good that are being sent by the enemy. I thank you that you're shutting off communication. You're shutting the door. That you're uh, you're severing ungodly soul ties. God, that you're healing the little girl in them, healing the little boy in them, so that they don't keep making the same decisions based on a childlike mentality. God, that the people that did them wrong, they're not going to hold on to that. God, God, today as you forgive us, we forgive those around us. As you forgive us. We forgive those. Your word says that if we don't forgive others, you won't forgive us. So today to get in on your forgiveness, Father, we forgive our mothers, our fathers, our sisters, our brothers, our children, our spouses, exes, uh, 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 grandparents, uncles, aunts, family, friends, teachers, uh, 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 situations in the legal system, whatever it may have been, Father, uh, uh, leaders uh, that have dropped us and bled on us, whatever it may be. We forgive them. We know that it's a process, but God, today we make the first step because we don't want anything to hinder us from doing what you called us to do. Father, I come against every spirit of retaliation. I decree that today you're building bold soldiers and disciples for you, that you're giving them a passion for you. God, that you're going to speak to them in the recesses of their mind. God, that you're going to speak to them with prophetic dreams. And when they wake up, they'll have new insight. God, that you're going to tell them who to share it with and who not to share it with. God, that when they begin to open the word of God, make it 4D. Help them to see it from different dimensions and different realms and get revelation and, pra and practicality and things and ways to apply the word in their lives in 2020. Father, I thank you that your, your, your word is a, is a two-edged sword. It has the ability to cut and get everywhere it needs to get. So God, we thank you that daily we'll take a dose of you. Daily we'll spend time with you. Daily we'll repent of our sins, God, because we realize there's something we've done and we didn't even realize that that wasn't pleasing in your sight. Align us to be the salt and the light. Align us, God, so that men will see our good works and glorify our Father which is in heaven. 
God, align us tonight, today, God. Align us with our purpose. Align us with our passion. Align us in the places you want us to be. God, even give us insight on our career decisions, insight on our uh, education, insight on financial decisions, insight on, on how to handle things during this pandemic. God, give us insight. Give us prophetic insight for the future so that we can prepare ourselves. Father, I thank you now. We come against every spirit of suicide, every spirit of homicide, every spirit of rage and anger, bitterness. Even now, God, you're removing those areas, uh, those places in our lives, those hard and callous places that we've not let anyone get to. Today, you're healing. Come on, if you can, put your hand on your heart. As a, just as a, just as a, just as a, as a representation of what the Lord is doing. God, even now, as, as we place our hands on our heart, it's a sign that you're breaking up every hard place. I hear the Lord saying, there's, there's some of you that need to hear this. The Lord said, you are not hard to love. I hear the Lord saying me to, to, for me to tell you, you are not hard to love. You are not hard to love. The Lord wants me to say that to you again. You are not hard to love because there are several of you on this broadcast and in your in your in something internally makes you feel maybe a circumstance, maybe something that happened in your past, something that you think that you're hard to love. The Lord says you're not hard to love. You're not. What an epiphany. You're not hard to love. I don't care if your mother didn't love you, your father didn't love you, your, your, your siblings didn't love you. Your, your spouse, ex, whatever, didn't love you. God says you're not hard to love. When he looks at you, he does not see the culmination of your mistakes, but he covers you in his blood, in Christ's blood. That means that, that, that you're not guilty. Yes, you did it, but because of what Christ has done on the cross, he sees you blemish-free. He sees you even though you sinned because of the blood that covers you. Your sins have been atoned. And so you, you need to, I want God to, to let you see yourself the way he sees you. And this is going to change your life because when you start to see yourself the way God sees you, it changes everything. But this is the other part. Not only do you want to see yourself the way God sees you, but you want to see others. When you start to understand that God wants you to love others the way he loves them, you can't hold on to the pain, even if they did it, even if they did the worst to you. It doesn't mean you jump back in relationships with them. It doesn't mean that you have to, you know, make a Facebook post about them. But it frees up space so that God can move in your life and it frees you to walk in the overflow of God. He loves you. And there's nothing you can do. There's not a sin you can commit that takes that love. He's not the kind of God that takes his love back. He loves you forever. He loves you into eternity. And I want you to, I want you to soak in that. Soak in the awareness. Soak in the revelation that you are loved unequivocally. That you are not, catch this, you are not loved at a lesser degree than anyone else. You're not loved at a lesser degree than anyone else. You are loved 
because he has no respect of persons. That means he doesn't love David, King David, more than he loves you. And I mean, he, he doesn't love me more than he loves you. He loves us all with a love that it will take us eternity to even understand. It will take us eternity. This reminded me of scripture in, in Romans chapter 8. I'm in the voice translation. Eight, Romans chapter 8 verse 31 says, So what, would, what should we say about all this? If God is on our side, then tell me. Whom should I fear? If he did not spare his own son, but handed him over, on our account. Y'all listen to that. Then don't you think that he will graciously give us all things with him? Can anyone be so bold as to level a charge against God's chosen? He's like, listen, I got y'all on lockdown. People ain't got nothing on you. Especially since God's not guilty verdict is already declared. Oh my goodness. Who has the authority to condemn? Jesus, the anointed, who died, but more importantly, conquered death when he raised to sit at the right hand of the God where he pleased on our behalf. Let me say that again. Who has the authority to condemn us? He says, especially since God's not guilty verdict is already declared. Do you know that God has already rendered you not guilty? Lord have mercy. Verse 35, Romans 8, 35. So who can separate us. What can come between us and the love of God's anointed? Can troubles, hardships, persecution, hunger, poverty, danger, or even death? The answer is absolutely nothing. As the Psalm says, on your behalf, our lives are endangered constantly. We are like sheep waiting, awaiting slaughter. Verse 37, but no matter what comes, we will always taste victory through him who loved us. For I have every confidence that nothing, neither death, life, heavenly messengers, dark spirits, the present, the future, spiritual powers, height, depth, nor any created thing can come between us and the love of God revealed in the anointed Jesus our Lord. Y'all, we are not guilty. And every day, the enemy is accusing us. He's an accuser. The Bible says he's an accuser of the brethren. Every day, he is trying us. Every day, he's, oh, I saw you do that. But it's covered under the blood. Now, what does that mean? Paul says, shall we go on and sin that grace may abound? Do we just go ahead and sin and have a good old time just because we're forgiven? No. Something in you should say, because Christ went ahead and wiped my slate clean and I received that, that I don't want to do everything that I'm big and bad enough to do because that's my love back to him. My love back to him is giving him my life. There's a lot of things I could do 
and I ain't going to hell because I do it. But I don't want to do anything that's just not indicative of my response of love back to him. He loves us. Oh, how he loves us. Oh, how he loves us. How he loves us. Oh, he loves us. Oh, how he loves us. Oh, how he loves us. How he loves us. Oh, come on, make it personal. He loves me. Oh, how he loves me. Oh, how he loves me. How he loves me. Oh, he loves us. Oh, how he loves us. Oh, how he loves us, how he loves us, oh, he loves us, oh, how he loves us, oh, how he loves us, how he loves us, oh. Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so, little ones to him belong, they are weak but he is strong, yes, Jesus loves me. For the Bible tells me so. Yes, Jesus loves me. And oh, yes, Jesus loves me. Oh, yes, Jesus. Loves me for the Bible tells me so. I love you, Jesus. I worship and adore you. I just want to tell you, Lord, I love you more than anything. Come on, worship right in your home. Oh, and I love you, Jesus. And I worship and adore you. And just want to tell you, Lord, I love you more than anything. Oh, oh, that I love you more than anything.
Listen, even when people don't love you, we can still love him more than anything because he first loved us. Because you first loved me. Because you first loved me, Lord. I can love you back. Oh, I want to love you. I want to love you. I hear you. Teach me how to love you, Lord. I want to love you. See, you can't love other people until you love him. I want to love you. You're trying to figure out why some people don't love you and they don't even love themselves. I want to love you. So teach me how to love you, Lord. Teach me how to love you, Lord. Teach me how to love you, Lord. Teach me how to love you. I just hear him saying it. He said, listen, he said, ask me to teach you. I'll teach you how to love me. And then I'll teach you how to love yourself. And then I'll teach you how to love others. A lot of us have been disappointed by those who didn't even love themselves. They didn't know the love to even give it. And you can't give what you don't have. I hope that makes sense. You can't give what you don't have. You can't go to the account, your, your bank. You can't go to the ATM when you got $10 in your account. You can't go withdraw 20. Not in most cases. You cannot go and withdraw more than you have. And some of us are trying to love at a level that we have not even received. Teach me how to love you, Lord. And listen, because the Bible says to love our enemies. Teach me how to love my enemies. He wants to teach you how to love. See, when you realize that love is not about what people give you. It's about what you give. I can love you if you never love me back. Why? Because I'm not getting it. I'm not getting my supply of it from you. The love that I'm giving is the love that I've received. Freely I have been given and so freely I receive. Freely I've been I've received unconditional love, so freely I can give it. Stop saying you can't love people. Yes you can. If God can love you in all of your splendor and ain't so splendor, then he can then you can love others. If God can forgive you, yes you can forgive who hurt you. If God can save you, yes, you can. Okay? So God wants to te teach me how to love you. Oh, Lord. Teach us how to love you. So we can love our families. Teach us how to love you. So we can love our friends. Teach us how to love you. So we can love ourselves, teach us how to love you. We can give it until we receive it. We can't give it until we receive it. So Lord, we receive your love today. Come on, let him feel you. I'm praying that even now that you would feel the love of God, that it would wash over you. That you would feel his embrace. That it would heal all those places in you. Stop going back trying to get people to love you. Just let God do it. And stop waiting on them to come back and fix it. They may never fix it. But that means you got to be broken. Oh my God, that's good. Lord have mercy, that's good. Stop waiting on them to come fix it. 
Just because they're not coming back to fix it don't mean you got to stay broken. The potter wants to put you back together again. So no matter where you are today, no matter what you're dealing with, no matter what you're going through, let me tell you something. You got the love of God. You can start fresh. You can start again. There's nothing stopping you. There's nothing holding you. As a matter of fact, we take the authority over those strongholds and those mindsets, that faulty mindset that will make you think that somebody is the reason why you can't get ahead. There's no one in the earth that can stop you. The most dangerous person that can stop you is you. Even the enemy just sends subliminals, but you can stop yourself. So, so Lord, teach me how to love me. Teach me how to love you. Teach me your word. Interact with him so that he can then... See, that's why I ooze with love. I ooze. Anybody who's around me know I ooze that love. I, it can almost be too much for some people. Like, ah, I ain't used to that. Ah, back up. Oh, that's too much. But that's just me. Well, it's not just me. It's just him in me. And he wants to give you the same thing. I believe that your marriages are going to be better. Your children, your relationships with your family is going to be better. Your relationships on your jobs are going to be better. The relationships, um, business partnerships are going to be better. Everything's going to get better. Why? Not because he changed them, but because he changed you. Change me, oh God. Make me more like you. Guys, I hope you guys enjoy the broadcast. Oh my God, today was such a blast. Um... Wow. Today's been amazing. I hope you guys have enjoyed this. This is our fourth broadcast. We are going to continue every Tuesday. Set your calendars. Make sure that you're subscribing so that you can see every time I go live. Also, go follow me on YouTube, Nicole Bonds. Um, all of these are put on YouTube as well so that no matter what, you can go back and get them if you want to go back and watch them. If you got to watch it every day until you get what you need, do that. Let this bless you. Continue to share these broadcasts. Um, if you desire to be a blessing to my ministry, you can be a blessing. You can uh, you can bless via my website, www.nicolebonds.com, or you can cash app, dollar sign, the Nicole Bonds. That's if you want to be a blessing. If you were blessed by the word, oftentimes people are asking me, and so I just want to share that. But get this, I'm not asking you, not begging you, don't, don't necessarily, uh, I don't want you to feel like you have to. But if you want to release a seed on the word and the revelation you received today, you can do that via my website, www.nicolebonds.com or dollar sign, the Nicole Bonds. Um, and also, I'm wearing my trailblazer her shirt from my She Leads movement. So if this is a shirt that you're interested in getting, maybe you haven't received yours yet or you haven't purchased yours yet, what are you waiting on? Women, you need to get your trailblazer shirt. Men will even make your trailblazer uh, shirt without the H. Um, I should put trailblaze him. But anyway, anyway, we will make your shirt as well if you want one. So you're welcome to reach out. If you want more information on this movement, you can go to www.thesheleadsmovement.com. All right? I hope you were blessed today. Until next time, guys. I cannot wait till next week. So maybe we're going to get to Hosea and Gomer uh, next week. Um, in next week's broadcast at noon on Tuesday. Share this broadcast with somebody. I love you guys. Mwah. Take care.